0: good morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the therapy matters podcast your one stop resource for expert insights and advice on everything therapy and rehab i'm your host allison jones and today i'm joined by matt huey owner of strong and healthy rehab matt thank you for joining me today
1: thank you for having me
0: it's great to have you here. So Matt, before we dive into today's topic, I want to give our audience uh, background on who you are. So take a minute to introduce yourself and tell us about your experience in your clinic. Well, my name
1: is Matt Huey. I've been a physical therapist 13 years now, been in outpatient orthopedics the entire time. I am a diplomat in MDT, meaning the McKenzie approach, if anyone is familiar with that. I'm also a fellow of the American Academy of Orthopedic Manual Physical Therapist. That long acronym on there. Everyone says I got the alphabet soup after my name. And along with that, I am a certified manual trigger point therapist as well. And I've had my clinic roughly three years now. Started it in uh, 2001, early, excuse me, early 2021. And... Just, it's been growing ever since I started up, and it's, it's been a very, very fun experience as well.
0: Excellent. All right. So today's episode, we're going to focus on the patient journey and patient experience. And this topic, it really fascinates me from a personal and a professional point of view. So I'm a marketer. Uh, by profession, and I've been, you know, in marketing for all of my career. So, anytime we're considering building a business or you're driving growth, the cu- the customer experience is always, um, you know, an integral part of that customer journey. Um, so it's always part of that, you know, key part of that story. But I'm also a patient, and I've had the pleasure <laughs> and the pain of interacting with clinicians and therapists throughout my life. And, you know, whenever I go in for an appointment, I always pay really close attention to how I'm treated, probably because, you know, I'm a marketer, but I think in general, most patients pay attention to how they, uh, you know, interact with um, with the front office, with uh, their clinician, and, and throughout the experience. So I'm excited to dive in and talk to you about your approach and how it's helped your patients thrive, because I think you have a really interesting story. So... When we did prep for this episode, you used the phrase, walking with your patient, to describe your approach to patient care. So tell me a little bit more about what does that mean to you?
1: So for me, I see myself as a guide with a patient that really, we're going to go from a... To be. So the patient comes in, we're dealing with all this pain or limitation or something like that, and they have this goal that they want to reach. And really just being that person that helps them along th- that journey. And so it's just not only like the stuff we may do one-on-one, but also being a resource when they start going back to their life. Of saying like, well, can I go back to the gym? You know, can I go to work? Can I take that trip I have in a couple of months? And just giving them kind of a outline, a guideline to say, hey, play within these bounds while you're while you're going about your life right now. And as they reach that that endpoint, they're very confident. They're they're you know they, they cross it. They're like, hey, I f- I feel really good. And for me, I just see it's like I'm, I'm just end up just being a resource for them about really any anything that may be going on with not only the condition that they're dealing with, but maybe they find other stuff out there. You know, somebody tells them, oh, you know, I have this back pain and, you know, I'm getting better. But a friend of mine, you know, they tell me I need to do this or I got to go see this person. What, what What is that about? And I get a chance to talk to them as well to say like, oh, that that that, that could help you or. You know, really, no, we don't really want to do that, or this is what this is. So just being a really a resource for them as well,
0: so it's 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 really beyond um sort of the traditional um patient provider relationship. It's almost um, it's almost a like you're creating a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. so it's it's um I, I don't want to say it. it it's almost like a, a, a friendship where they feel like they can come to you with with almost any any sort of question or uh, concern beyond even their just their care. Hmm.
1: That's really what it what it is. I always said it's you think about, you know, if somebody came up to me and it's like, oh, I need to get my hair done. Where are I going to go? And it's oh, go to my hairdresser. Or like, oh, I need to get my teeth clean. My tooth hurts. Where do I go? Go to my dentist. And so I tell people I want to be your therapist on that, so that they feel that they have a phone number or a contact in their phone. If I have some health question, I can go to this person. I can I can send them a text message. I can call them. I could email them, and they're gonna they're gonna be there for me.
0: So one of the other things that we talked about, so we talked about larger PT providers. They typically are scheduling multiple sessions per week, um, and they're prescribing an exercise regime that might take an hour, a day, or longer. How does your approach differ from that?
1: Well, I really look at what the person needs and what they're going back to. To, to doing and it's nothing bad about i say nothing bad about anyone who may work for a larger corporation or there's great therapists they do amazing things they help so many people but i just saw for me one it was i was conflicted with some patients because it's like the, your condition really you don't need to come in twice a week or three times a week, you don't you don't really need that. I, I have enough confidence in what you can do on your own. You're already a very active person, you probably can do way more than what I could do in this clinic. And it's kind of based upon some limitations as well that we can have as as therapists. So like with insurance. So insurance may limit the number of visits with, with the, a patient, they're saying you can only see them 30 times in a year. Well, you know, do they need to come in three times a week now because we, we want to have more later? So, okay, we could work around that. Or, again, this person is very active or something and they go into the gym. I don't have that same, you know, equipment here just because of limitations in the, you know, the facility, uh, things like that. So I, I can't have it here. So I was seeing this like, hey, you know, if if we just open our communication, we we talk, you know, I I see you for something. I want you to get back to your function. I want you to go back to do those things and just talk to me while you're doing them. So they are being functional, getting back to doing what they want to do. And they're understanding. If I start having this, I know how to do that to get to help it or whatnot. And, and i have a very interesting case a patient i just saw not too long ago uh a wife mother you know um probably mid late 30s or so uh, had knee surgery and um she contacted me saying hey you know if you do a rehab sure perfect yeah i'll see you and over like three, four weeks, she was doing really, really good. She was up walking with no assistive device. She could get up and down off of low surfaces. Um, she was able to drive. She was able to go out with her family. I mean, still some limitations. Like stairs was still... Um, she felt a little shaky on stairs. But overall, very, very good. She saw her surgeon and he said, oh, you need intensive physical therapy and i was like what the heck is intensive like is that a clinic to go to like what and she goes i don't really understand that either and i said well what did he say he goes well you he wanted me to be able to do like jumping and cutting and running and i said do you do that in the first place she goes no i said do you even go to the gym she says, "No, I walk around the neighborhood, and I have a treadmill, and electrical upstairs. I use those." And she's like, "I said, well, why we don't really need to do running and jumping and, and cutting, and we, we do we need to do these really crazy dynamic things for you in another couple of months to stop doing them and never do them again?" So I said, "We're we're going to get you back now. If you want to start going to the gym, we could build you up. You know, we're, we can get you to that point." But really, just going back to her normal thing, she wasn't going to do that in the first place. But we got to her; she was very stable with, with long walking and telling her, you know, go to the mall. Go take your kids and family to the mall. Like, you know, you walking around for three hours can do a whole lot compared to what you can just do in just a little bit of time with me. And also, you probably don't want to sit and look at me for while you walk for four hours. As I said, I said, just live your life, do what you can do, and we'll just kind of work within that. And, you know, so overall, like, it as well, it saves me a lot of cost. I don't have to buy a lot of equipment. I don't have, to have a huge facility. It saves a lot of time on the patient. Patients are like, well, I'm not taking hours out of my day or hours out of my week. I'm interjecting my therapy in my normal day. And they they really like that.
0: And I imagine that uh, taking that approach with sort of – it's the the practicality of um, incorporating it into their everyday activities that there is better compliance with the care plan. So you're getting ultimately better outcomes at the end of the day.
1: Still kind of run into the, oh, I forgot. Um, But however – I will say I am specialized, unique that the patients that reach out are like, I'm going to listen to everything that you say. But likewise, as you said, you know, giving somebody two sheets with 12 exercises on. So 24 exercise, this mountain of stuff may just be like, whoa, that's way more than I want to do. But if I say, hey, I want you to do this one thing, you know, X number of times during the day. Oh, if it's really into my day. And then we can find the spots where they can do it as well.
0: You were a college athlete. Mm-hmm. How has that experience informed how you help your patients? So way back when, um, I I
1: just thought this was the the most interesting thing. And then I'm like, why can I do this in college as an athlete? But I cannot do it with anybody outside of it. If I did track and field, I was, a, I was a shot putter and hammer thrower. If I was hurt, if I was sick, if I was whatever, I walked right into the athletic trainer's office. He could assess me and say, oh, this is just a sprained ankle. We can start working with you right now. No, you need to go see the doc. Let's get you an appointment. So he was this point that could do so many things for me. And I was like, why do we not have that outside of it? And so I try to base it upon that, that again, somebody can contact me. Hey, I'm having this weird pain. Is this normal? Okay. I can, I can assess you and say, oh yeah, this is something that we can treat. We can, we can go from there. If it's not. Okay, um, here is the a local, you know, shoulder person or the knee person or a cardiologist or you know, and, and can give them that. So it, at least you know, I can be just somebody that can help direct as well with with what they do. And I, I really saw like that's just like a really good model to have on it. And that I mean I trusted the athletic trainer and I want my patients to trust me in that in that way as well.
0: Was that sort of, uh, did that serve as sort of your inspiration for going into therapy? It
1: it did. I was injured in high school. I broke my leg and I had a few aches and pains and stuff like that in college. And I had a wonderful athletic trainer. I'll never forget. So did I did mention that I am McKenzie, a uh, diplomat at McKenzie. So I'm all the way at the top of the McKenzie ladder there. And uh, i never forget one day I was in the training room. And he, he told me, he's like, hey, I learned about this thing called the McKenzie approach. And he just gave me like, looking back now, like the worst explanation of it whatsoever. Like somebody who just taken one course in it, like the worst thing in it. And uh, I thought it was really cool. And he also was very, he was, he wanted people to be very active in the recovery of it as well so he didn't want you just to come in oh you pulled your hamstring ice and stem okay before practice we'll do some heat just stretch it just take he was very very active in it you need to do this you need to do these things this is load you up you know going and so that really shaped um kind of like wow this is this is really what i would like to do so he he kind of directed me into the into the world of physical therapy, and, and here I am today. He and I will say I will tell this funny story about him as well. We went to the CSM conference. I think the statute of limitations is up on this. Um, we went. It was in San Diego uh, in like 2010. Uh, he snuck in, and we're walking around, and we go to the McKenzie booth. And he knew some of them. And he's just chatting with them, and he said, "Oh, well, scan your badge, so you can." Uh, they have a thing for a free for a uh, a free uh, membership. I said, "Okay, scan my badge." Yeah, whatever. A couple weeks later, I get a letter. Hey, you want a free membership? And the and so you get you got uh, like a couple journals. You get ten percent off the courses. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And so um, I think I used that 10% to sign up for my first class. And then that led me down this road. And I tell everybody in the McKinsey, I was like, you got me because you gave me a free membership. Granted, they probably gave everybody a free membership. but the, I was, And I found the letter, and I keep the letter. Um, just cleaning up some stuff from school. I, f- I found the letter, and I said, yeah, I'm going to keep it. I said, y'all, y'all got me with a free membership. And I went all the way through it.
0: Oh, well, there you go. That's, you know, that, that, uh, that really speaks to my marketing heart, Yeah, <laughs> you know, that free, uh, that little freebie there brings people in for sure. So for those that might not be familiar, what is the McKenzie method? Just, uh, you know, real quick high level.
1: So Robin McKenzie was a therapist from New Zealand. Um, and very practical guy. Um, he has a book called Against the Tides, um, which is kind of his life story. And he looked at therapy just a little bit different. He said, "You know, we had these things like I saw people with like thoracic injuries, and I was like, we made it, we had to make them do breathing exercises. Realize, well, this really didn't work. And a patient came in one day with his bad back, back and leg pain, and he." had him lay on a table, which the head of the table was up. And the guy said, my my leg feels better. So he started exploring, what does this do? What if we start doing certain movements and things in certain directions, what does it do? And he developed this method. And it's been um, um, expanded upon, lots of research out there. It's a huge debate over a lot of stuff on it. But really, you look at somebody and I try to understand, do they have... We say mechanical pain or not. And that's what I would tell everybody. First and foremost, we want to understand, is your pain mechanical? Okay. If it is, we we can treat it. If not, it may be something else. I may have to direct you to somewhere, to another provider or something else. But I say also, it lets me know, can I help you or not? Because if it is mechanical, I probably can help you. It also could be mechanical and you just don't like me. And it won't help you. I was like, you know, or, or we find like, hey, this is something we need to send you off to have surgery, or maybe counseling, or or anything. So really, I said that's that's kind of the basis of it. It gives me an understanding of what to do with a patient. Um, it's getting the patient, you know, they're moving and they feel better, and it's and it, and it kind of really sets this guideline of how I treat. it. And if you really read the book, um, his his story. It gets way deeper than some of the books that other people have read, such as the Treat Your Own Back, Treat Your Own Neck, where he was very big into getting people moving. Of uh, He called it play hardening. He's like, you know, if you can go swing a golf club, hey, I, I don't have that fear of, of, of hurting my back if I could swing a golf club. So you could tell somebody, go play three holes of golf. Hey, oh, yeah, I played three holes of golf. I could bend and twist and do all this stuff, and I it didn't hurt. Perfect. Yeah, we're gonna keep so kind of the basis of what I do.
0: Excellent. So we we also when we we're prepping, we were talking a little bit about um, powerlifting, right? And you treat uh, uh, some power lifters, mm-hmm. um, and. You had mentioned, you know, sort of the dynamic there of of working with powerlifters. Like some some PTs may advise lifters, like if they're experiencing some pain, um, that the advice might be stop stop lifting such heavy weights, uh, and you won't experience that pain anymore. <clears throat> but what's you, what's your take on that approach, and and how 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 would you do things differently if you were faced with a with a lifter coming in and saying, hey. I'm having some
1: pain when I lift heavy. So, well, one thing I see with what we do in therapy and really any medical provider is really we need to understand what the person does. And I've met so many therapists from my PT school class on who are not athletic whatsoever and they don't understand a sport. So, So, again, somebody like a power lifter, Going to someone who doesn't even go to the gym, who may do another form of exercise or something, they don't understand what they do on it. So that's that's one thing. And then I always say, like, the term heavy is relative on it. Like, really, what is heavy? When everybody says, like, kids shouldn't lift heavy, I'm like, well, what's, what's the cutoff? You know, you should lift heavy weights. What's the cutoff? You know, uh, you know, fifty pounds. That could be heavy if that's a bag of dog food, but if your car weighs fifty pounds, that's not very heavy. And you know, even somebody lifting weights, you know, somebody who weighs a hundred pounds, a two hundred pound deadlift could be heavy to them compared to somebody who's three hundred pounds. A two hundred pound deadlift may not be heavy with them, or that one hundred pound lifter. Is an elite athlete. That two hundred pounds is nothing to them. That three hundred pound person just started lifting last week, and two hundred pounds is extremely heavy to them. So it's understanding like what they are doing, and and building them back up. And a lot of it also comes down to educating the lifters and getting their buy-in too. That it's 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 kind of like, hey, I'm one of you. I'm in the community. I live to, and I, I, I don't believe that lifting heavy is bad for you. If you're managing your load and sleeping and you're eating and you're doing all those things right, that you can get back to lifting heavy and we, we can get you back onto that and building you back. The same thing as you built your strength up, we're going to build you back with your rehab on it. And so I, I tell them like, you don't have to stop lifting necessarily, you know, if you had a surgery or. You know, something is really inflamed, like you may need to stop. But I was like, tell them most of the time, no, we're not going to have you, you know, stop lifting. You know, we want to build you back up to get you confident again to lift heavy where you're not going to have any pain anymore.
0: Right. It goes back to, you know, what you had said in the beginning, walking, walking with your patient. Right. Understanding them and um, getting them back to where they want to be. Yeah. That's
1: always a fun that group is a very fun group because you really can walk with them all the way back to like a big meet and they hit, there's this little funny point that they get. So, okay, there's two funny points. One, like the moment they feel better, like they dump all the rehab stuff and they're like, Oh, I can go lift again. It's like, no, no, no. Like we are not there yet. Um, so that's the thing. But also that bridge from, you know, hey, it doesn't hurt to walk around or, um, you know, pick up my kids or do it. Do, it doesn't bother me when I do any of that. But I can't, you know, as soon as I put this weight on my back or whatever this is, you know, whatever the lift is, I start having discomfort again. And I was like, we just have to bridge you. You know, what we were doing was working we may have to push you a little harder. We may have to do things a little bit different, really work some stuff because you're working at a way higher level than an average person. But So we may have to do a couple little different things with you, but don't worry about it. We can get you over that. You know, you're, you're in a different class. We have to bridge from normal things being pain-free to your extreme, like your heavy workload is pain-free.
0: Absolutely. So tell me, um, Matt, so how has your approach of walking with your patients helped you grow your practice?
1: Really, it's people see that therapy doesn't have to be this giant burden or this giant um, time away from their life. Now, granted, if they are really hurting or, you know, a surgery, they understand this is necessary. We really need to do it. But those but those people that, you know, this is kind of bothering me. This is annoying. You know, I, I tell them it's like we're not going to take a lot out of your day. You're not going to have to drive 30 minutes to see me, spend an hour in here, drive 30 minutes home. That's two hours that you've just spent. We can interject something in your day. And that we're not going to give you a time. I'm not going to give you 30 exercises to do. All, all this stuff to do. I'm not I'm not going to do that. I want just to again allow you to keep living your life, and we're just kind of giving these guidelines, and we're we're talking about different things as as we go along. And they say, oh wow, like that that's I really really like that. I, I I see that that I'm not again having to go three times a week, and that's six hours. you know if it's you know six hours three hours or whatever. It's not this huge chunk of time away from everything. I also, I can talk to my therapist whenever. So I tell them all, I I, I give them my phone number, say, text me. I mean, I'm going to text you in two days. If you have questions, you know, we'll we'll talk and we chat. And if they say, I don't think I'm doing this exercise right. Okay, let me shoot a video of, of you doing it. Oh, okay. Put your leg here. Oh, okay. I feel that. There you go. Um, and I've even had them, you know, on a weekend or something, you know, oh, I did something. I think I tweaked my back and we may just chat a little bit, you know, and put some back on that path on it. And they really, and they, and they really like it. So as I say to like, you're not taking away from your normal life to do therapy. And so it only, it seems like more people with little nagging, annoying issues will reach out compared to like when it gets full blown and really bad.
0: So as we wrap up here, any, any final thoughts for, um, other, uh, practitioners that are looking to, uh, grow their business, any advice for them?
1: Really? I would say, you know, find your niche, what you, what you like, what you really know on that, um, the, there is the thing I see that people, they try to, you know, as therapists, be like a generalist, like everything. Oh, I just got to do, just got to like treat, treat everything. I'll tell people why I don't know. If somebody says, hey, you know, my mother had a stroke. Can she see you? I said, I'm really not the best therapist to see for somebody who just had a stroke. That's not my strength. But if you have back pain or neck pain, I'm gladly take care of you. Uh, and as well, just, just having a relationship with your patients and and you can just start with your community that you get known as the person to go to for this issue. And, you know, the the person that can, that they go to for, for knee issues or this or that. And because that you're just, you just build this thing up and you're willing to talk to people and willing to communicate. And I say a big thing to ask with people is just why, 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 you know, if somebody just dis- disagrees with you, well, why do you feel like that? And you want to have a discussion on that. And, And then they start buying into you more and more and more just because they they feel like, oh, I could talk with this. But this person is going to talk with me about about what's going on.
0: Excellent. Well, Matt, uh, we are out of time for today, but I wanted to thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing your thoughts with us today. So thank you for joining us. And thank you to the audience for tuning in to the Therapy Matters podcast, your one-stop resource for expert insights and advice on everything therapy and rehab. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Therapy Matters. Do you like the podcast? Give us a five-star rating, subscribe, and tell all your friends about the show. Want to be a guest or know someone that would be a great guest speaker? Contact me at allison.jones at raintreeinc.com. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N dot jones at com. Therapy Matters is brought to you by Raintree, therapy and rehab's favorite EMR. Raintree is the only all-in-one therapy EMR delivering a complete and seamless end-to-end patient journey from first contact to payment to patient retention. To learn more about Raintree, visit us online at raintreeinc.com.